being prepared. Um, being prepared is such a such a huge thing. Um, and I'm going to get into it so much tonight, but I was reading, in, uh, and we're going to be in, anybody that's got their Bible, if you got a phone, you have a Bible. Just saying. Alright, so everybody, we're going to be at 1 Samuel 17. First uh, Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to go through it a little bit, <clears throat> but in First Samuel chapter 17, here's kind of the, um, here's kind of what happens, what kind of went down. Alright. Let me go to my notes just so I can get the cliff notes because I don't want to go through the whole... That's a long chapter. All right? So, the first thing that happens is we got Goliath's challenge. All right? we, find our, we find ourselves in a spot or, or in, in the Bible where the Israelites are being challenged by this big dude. All right? Anybody ever had a big dude in their life? Okay, it doesn't have to be a, a dude. It can be any kind of giant. Alright? And if you've been in, if you've been in Unleashed before, you're gonna find out real quick. I like talking about David. He's one of my faves. Alright? And maybe it was because he was a musician. I don't know. Alright? But, <clears throat> I really like David. And I really love the story of David and Goliath. But, so you, the, the Israelites find themselves and let's let's back up just a little bit. The Israelites, these guys that are in front of Goliath, are battle hardened. All right, because it's an army in front of Goliath. You guys know that, right? It's an army that is, that is right there in front of Goliath. And so Goliath comes out and he says some really, really, really bad things. And he uh, he pretty much puts fear. Into this whole nation, this whole army. Okay, I'm, I'm just going through this. We're just going. We're going you're getting the cliff note version because we got to get to the we got to get to the message. David accepts the challenge. Is where we're going to get into it. So <clears throat> for da- days and nights, can you imagine getting up every morning, putting your boots on to go to work? Like to go fight for your family and everybody that you love, just to get into front of, and get in front of what you need done to run away from it. That's what these guys. That's where that's where these guys were at. Okay, and so we learn a lot of lessons from David here. Ah, in my notes. Being prepared. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about a bear, a lion, and some five stones. And But I'm going to tell you, um, we're going to go over four topics that revolve around those things. So what helped David be prepared? Because in, 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 we're in the part in 1 Samuel 17 where David accepts the challenge. Alright, that's, that's where we're at. So... And if you know the whole story, David wins. Alright? So what helped David get prepared? What helped, what helped David get to that point? So the first thing that we're going to talk about, if you're taking notes, is we're going to talk about his experience. If you go to 1 Samuel 17, verse 34 and 36, I'm reading from the Amplified 
my, my, my brother Daniel is going to put it up there in the NLT or the New King James or something else that's not the Amplified. All right? But you'll be able to follow along. But I'm going to read it from the Amplified. So David's experience, that's where we're at right now. But David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and attacked it and rescued the lamb from its mouth. Let's stop for a second. What are we talking about here? We're talking about a lion and a bear. (laughs) Anybody else done that? Not me. But this dude went and got a lamb out of a, out of a bear or a lion's mouth. <clears throat> and when it rose up against me, I seized it by its whiskers and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God. All right. <clears throat> so... We're talking about being prepared. David's whole life, he may not have understood why he was out being a sheep, a sheep boy. Anything you may not understand why you're a sheep boy right now. You may not understand why things are going the way that you're doing. You may not understand why you got to be the one that goes out and fights bears and lions right now. Okay, but your bears and your lions are the experience you need to be prepared for the Goliath that's going to be put in front of you one day. Does that make sense? All right. David's experience is the is the is the first point. Let's talk about another thing. <clears throat> Using a slingshot. I mean, he did strike down a giant with a slingshot. You got to be pretty cold with that thing. Right. <laughs> Practice, man, the experience. All right, if you're if you're in an area where you're where you're battling some giants, maybe it's not your time to battle some giants. Maybe you need to go practice slinging some rocks. Maybe you need to go practice getting that slingshot and and throwing it against our target. Right? Maybe that's where you're supposed to be at right now. Maybe you're not supposed to be in front of that giant. Your experience. I wrote this down. This is this is pretty cool. Protecting the sheep. David's whole life. This is really cool. David's whole life. Only he was protecting sheep in a pasture. <clears throat> And what does he do when he goes up against Goliath? He goes and protects sheep. The thing that he was doing his whole life that didn't really make much sense. I mean, because you can imagine a young boy gets to go deliver food, and what's he what's he what's he found doing? Talking. You know, he's he's interested in what the soldiers are doing. He wants to know what's going on, right? thing that he was doing his whole life brought him to a point where he is the same thing protecting the, the people of Israel was was the same thing as protecting his sheep for his father here's the cool thing his his musicianship I've talked about this before his experience playing music 
Crickets brought this up. When Saul started started battling some things, he they they, they called for a, a musician, and and some of the guys said, "Well, I know a pretty good one." And I'm I've said this before up here. You got to like for somebody to say, "Hey, you should call Justin. He's pretty good." That's a huge deal. Alright, because there's so much there's so many musicians out there. That's what everybody want that's what everybody wants to do, play some music and 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 make make people happy. And so you gotta know that there were some other there were some other people that was that was probably ready for that job. They probably were putting their names in the bucket and this and David was herding sheep and somebody said, You know what, we should call David, he's really good. You don't get that kind of recognition unless you've practiced. Okay, so moving on. Everybody good on point one? Experience. What helped David be prepared? Point two is his language. I love this one because I'm in the business of sales. And what you say makes a difference. Okay? What you say makes a big, big difference. And then if you get biblical with it, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So let's examine how did David talk? Let's go to let's go to first Samuel seventeen verse thirty-two. David said to Saul, Let no man's courage fail because of Goliath. Your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. Alright. In sales, where I'm at, I like to tell I like to tell people we speak in definites. What is the definite? It's a definite. It means I am. I yes. Like everything that we say is moving forward. And so, there was no hesitation when David said to Saul, "Hey, let no man's courage fail because of that guy. Your servant will go take care of it." Some of us might have been like, well, you know, hey, um, is it raining today? Now, I don't know, like maybe maybe we could get a, a little bit of water and then everybody would be feeling refreshed. I don't know. That's not definite. That's maybes. That's, ha- that's, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere. We have to speak in a way um, where we're moving forward. All right? And in our Christian walk, where are we moving forward to? We're moving forward to where God has called us to be. So if your language is not matching up with moving into the destiny that God's put you in, then, you're, you're, then your language is killing you. I hope you caught that. Because you may not think it is. This weekend they did some stuff on, on Freedom Ministries, and I heard some people got some 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 uh, healing done. And I heard some people got some really amazing stuff done. I didn't get to show up until the tail end of it, but I got to see some really cool stuff, and I'm 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 so happy. But if if what some of you saw this weekend is stuff that you didn't even know was there. 
And so I'm challenging you, if your language is not moving you into a place that's, that's towards going towards where God is calling you, then you are destroying yourself. How did David talk? Let's go, let's go to uh, verse 45. Why are you going to ask me to rate, rate something in the middle of this? <laughs> um, verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, okay, like, I'm going to have to get a little into it now because we're in battle mode, okay? All right, this is David talking to the Philistine. This is David talking to Goliath. You hear me? David said to the Philistine, You cut me with a spear and a javelin, but I cut you with the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the corpses of the army of all the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth so that that all the earth there is a God in Israel and that this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save or does, does not save with the sword or with the spear for the battle is the Lord's and He will hand you over to us oh man I'm sorry apparently this mic can't handle me but, alright, y'all can still hear me. <clears throat> so I, I, can't get, I'm gonna, I can't get too loud or anything, because that's what's happening. And, but, I'm going to say it with a growl. So, but, let's look at this. Let's, let's analyze this for a second. What is he saying? He's saying, you come at me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. Here it is. But I come to you with the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel whom you have taunted. And here it is. Here's this this definite speaking that I'm talking about. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me. Now, how many of you are standing in front of a giant every single day? Maybe the first day, because you've got to understand, this is the first day he's, he's even seeing Goliath. And these guys have been standing in front of him for 40 days. This is David. He's standing in front of him for the first day. And he's speaking indefinite. He's saying, hey, this day... Is the Lord's. Alright, this isn't your day. This is God's day. How many of you are doing that? How many of us are doing that? Because I know that I fell. So I know that most everybody in here, we've got to have that issue, right? That we're facing something and we're not telling it. Hey, look, this day is God's day. All right. When you're looking at the bills and the bills go, I don't know, you know, we're going to, we're going to overcome you today. Or you, you look at your bills and you say, no, we're overcoming you today. All right. I'm going to go mow a yard. All right. I'll take care of you. When health rises, when health comes up and says, you know what? I'm going to take your life. No, no, no. This day is the Lord's day. Man, David says some. He says, "I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines." Wait a minute, I'm back up. The day the Lord will hand you over to this day, the Lord will hand you over to me, and He says, "I will strike you down and cut off your head." He didn't say, "If I if I'm able." Wait a minute. 
Y'all, have y'all heard that before in your Christian walk? You know, if you know, if I'm able to get there, I'll I'll make it happen. He didn't say that. He said, "This day is the Lord's, and I will cut off your head." Well, I just got goosebumps, man. Who who else is getting that? How many times have you said, "You know what?" God, if I'm able, or you tell your friend, you know what, you know, you're, you're, I'll get through it if I can. That's not the right language. God, David says to the, to the first time seeing the biggest giant he's ever faced, I will destroy you. I'm challenging you today to, to, to learn from David here. And when you got it, if you came in here with the Goliath, if you came in with some kind of problem, maybe you didn't. That's, that's great. I'm going to go ahead and let you know a newsflash that nobody ever wants to hear. You're going to run into one. And you're going to need something that we learned from David. Alright, so the next giant that gets in your way, I want you to be prepared to not say, you know what, I guess, I, I guess I'll beat it when it, when, when I get to it. No. This is the Lord's day, and I will destroy you. There's another definite that he says here that I love. Because sometimes when we don't prepare for a battle, it's because we think that the whole battle is on us. And right here at the end of that that chapter, he says, And this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save with the sword or with the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will hand you over to us. That's another definite. So, let's back up. Now we just got to saying, you know, how we feel. You know, we will destroy you, right? Here's another one. God will hand this over to me. See, when you put God in there, and you, your language puts God in everything, because when you say, well, I don't know how I'm going to defeat this, that's not God in your language. When you say, I will defeat this, and I know how, because God's going to defeat it, well, I guess who just showed up? Alright? He's faster than Superman. <laughs> He's cooler than Spider Man. Kids are gonna kids are gonna learn I'm telling you. Alright. He spoke in definites. That's not an actual Saying that's something that, I'm, that I came up with, but you can speak in, in definites. Okay, when I was um, <clears throat> on my road to recovery, we had I statements. All right, we had yes statements. Um, we had affirmations. Okay, I statements are definites. I am this. I am that. You know, you can you can speak in definites. To anything, especially when you have God on your side, and you do have God on your side, and so when you say when you when you turn it around, 
when you really know that God's on your side, like David did, definite is the only language that you speak. I say that again. When you know that God is on your side, like David knows that God's on his side going up against this giant, the only language you will speak is definite. Now, let's move on to this next point. We've got, we got to hurry up. All right. What helped David be prepared? Point three, his action. This is the reason I wrote this whole series out. It's like this whole lesson out today. Let me go. Uh, we're going to go to uh, verse 40 first. Then he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and chose for himself himself five smooth stones out of the stream bed and put them in his shepherd's bag, which he had, that is, in his shepherd's pouch. With his sling in hand, he approached the Philistine. Now, we all look at that in in the same way most of the time and see that David went to the the riverbed and he picked up five stones and he's, he's rocking and rolling. He took action, right? But I see something in his action that I never saw before the other day. Because here's a guy that is talking indefinites, right? I, I'm going to, you know, I'll fight him. But he picked up five stones. He only needed one. Now there's all kinds of theology and stuff on it. I'm not diving into that. I'm saying that he knew that God was going to have the victory, but he prepared himself the right way. See, you can have the faith that God's going to take care of your victory, but if you are not equipping yourself correctly, you're never going to take the action that's required to get you into where God's calling you to do, that that giant he's telling you to slay. He picked up five stones. He only needed one. It wasn't because he doubted God. It's because he wanted to make sure. He wanted five. He had five stones. He wanted to be prepared. I'm, I started thinking to myself, how many times have I picked up one stone or no stones on going on a mission of anything? David teaches us to be prepared. Hmm. Let me see here. There's another one. Oh yeah, I wrote it down right here. <clears throat> this is a better way. I just kind of, I just kind of went out there on that one but he he knew that God would give him the victory but he also knew he was going to war we have to be ready for the war that God calls us to and 
And then his action, of course, is the is the next action they took. He took his he took him, put him in his pouch, and he stepped towards Goliath. Now, <clears throat> his action prepared him. But how many times has your action been in um, just a good idea? We picked up the five stones, we put them in the pouch, we thought we were doing what God said we were going to do, and then we stepped right when we should have stepped left. And Goliath was over here, but we got we got the tools equipped to defeat the Goliath, but we went over here to tell people about what God's doing. That hurts a little bit, I know. But I've been guilty of it. We step over here where the, where the giant's at. God tells us what to do. We go to the riverbed. We pick up the stones. Everything's looking good. But we go over here and we tell everybody what's going on. And we don't step towards our Goliath. And then maybe we run down this road a little bit. See where it takes us. David's prepared to fight Goliath. And he's prepared... Because of his action, he didn't just let his five stones go into his pouch. And then, have you ever had that happen? That just made me think about this. Thing. Now I'm pulling a Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Kirksey going off subject. Uh, love you, Jerry. But, um, have you ever done that? You ever got something you went and thought would be good for something that you're that you're planning on doing you put it in your pocket you take it home you put it in a little box and everything and then like 20 years later you find that box and you're like whoa that's cool yeah happened to me the other day <laughs> i was looking through some of my old through, through some of my one, one of my old boxes and i was like man i remember i was gonna use this thing and i never did that's not david David said, I'm picking up these stones and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna use it. <laughs> and he took action toward his Goliath. So there we go. We got his action. Um let's see here. Here's another verse for his action. When the Philistine rose and came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag and took out his stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. Mm. Action. His action. We can see that he was prepared. You know what? Because what happens when you're not prepared? What does your action look like? It looks hesitant. You ever see somebody that didn't practice a little bit before they got into the game and they're kind of, I'm not sure if I should do this or anything. This wasn't David. This giant was coming right at him. And he said, I'm coming towards you, man. Let's go, big feller. There was no hesitation. There was nothing going on like the Philistines because that's what was happening with the Philistines. The Philistines were putting on their boots. They were coming out. They were coming. They knew what they were going towards. Let's not get crazy with it. They knew that Goliath was still out there. And they were walking towards it every day, but lacing up their boots and putting on their uniform and they were getting there and they were marching right for it. They were not prepared. Alright, I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I'm gonna try and get back to that because they weren't prepared. No, I'm, I'm not gonna lose it. Alright. <clears throat> Can't lose that idea. If you got an idea, run with it. Alright. Um, they, 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 these are, these, this is an army going towards a giant. That they've been trained their whole their life to kill. 
The problem is, is they weren't prepared like David because they didn't have they didn't have what David had. Man, that's a good word. All right, this is going to bring us to the last point, and then we're going, and then we're going to jet out of here. The next thing that prepared David was his faith. If we go back to verse thirty-seven, David said, "The Lord." who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, He will rescue me. Hey, listen again. We're talking definites. This is not, you know what? God saved me back then. Maybe He'll do it again. No, that doesn't work here. Alright? That doesn't work. No, God saved me before. He will save me now. The God... Who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. He will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. That's faith, man. That's, he, he has some faith. He knows. Alright, well, what other verses do I have? 45 through 47. We already read that one. But, you can see his faith in front of a giant... Oh man, I'm, I missed it. I had a, I had a I had a fortune cookie today. Uh, what did it say? It said faith is the bird that um, that flies and sings in the dawn when it's dark. And I might have butchered it a little bit, but you get the message. Faith is the bird that still keeps on going even when the when the dawn looks a little bit dark. You can't lie to yourself and say that it looks hunky dory when it doesn't. That's not what we're saying. War is war. He is going to face a giant, not just any giant. This giant. I mean, when they describe him, especially if you're reading the amplified version, I, I read it earlier and I was like, I don't want to fight that guy. I'm out. <laughs> He's a big dude. <laughs> I've been in some fights. I don't want to do. It. I don't want none of it. But it's not saying that it's not dark. That's that's what I'm saying. This this faith of David is something I want to try and. Re- that's what I want to replicate. It's what I want to do. I want to be able to run to my to to the demons that are trying to come at me. I want to run at the giants. All right, and that's what we're going to learn to do today. That's what we're going to learn learn to do. We're going to stand up in just a little bit, and we're going to start we're going to start shouting at some of our giants tonight. Okay, but David's faith he 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 tells he he tells that that giant he tells Goliath what God's going to do. And if you can take anything from this, whatever whatever giant that you got coming up in front of you. Tell that giant what God is going to do to it. We've been instructed that Jesus is the name above every other name, right? I don't know what you're going through, but I know that we got a, we got a pretty good playbook.
David had the faith that God was and is faithful to his promises. Where would somebody get the language like David facing his giants? Huh? He would get it on the promises that God already put out there. See, we have the same thing. And so David's teaching us one thing right now. We had those same promises. We can go back and look at them. See, David just did something that most of us don't ever do. We don't get into the Word. We don't ever look at what God's done in our life. When you got it going bad, when, when do you look at things and go, hey, you know, well, I do remember when God did that. When do you start kind of rejuvenating yourself? Okay, wait a minute. You know, no, you know put out the list. Oh yeah, God got me through that, got me through that, got me through that. Hey, guess what? I'm 32 and every bad thing that's been against me has been destroyed. Alright, because I'm still here. Alright? So, when you start putting up that tally mark, it start, you, start, whoo, you start getting pretty happy because God's really got, he's got, he's really got some stuff going. David was reminded of that. He remembered God's promises. I don't know, I can't tell you why everybody else was, was, was lacking and forgetting. I can't tell you in the Israel army. I can't tell you why it happens today. But I can tell you what we can do. I can tell you we can lean on the promises of God just like David did. He knew that God was going to take care of him. He knew that God had the victory. He knew that it was okay because God said it was going to be. So, a couple, couple of scenarios real quick before we jump up and start declaring some things. Just some really cool stuff. Daniel prayed all the way up to the lion's den. He, wait a minute. Yeah. Daniel prayed all the way up to the lion's den, in the lion's den, outside of the lion's den. Do you want some stories that will help you with preparation? That will help you with preparing your life to, to get over some of those demons? Get, to get past them, to slay them, to, to get through those giants? How did Job get, get through what he was going through? And if I don't know if you've ever read the book of Job, but it's a good one if you're going through some stuff. It'll make you kind of, to me, it humbled myself pretty quick because he had it worse than me. But how did Job get through what he was going through? Because he prepared his whole life for it. He worshipped his whole life through the good times. His whole life. It wasn't like it wasn't when we needed God. It was because of God. He worshipped God because He was God because of what He did, and and then boom, when it started happening, He kept doing what He could. But how did He get through it? Because He prepared His whole life for it. He didn't know it. He didn't know that was going to come. Jesus, the ultimate picture of of how we should live our lives. Jesus didn't just come to the earth and endure the cross. He had a life. And then when he started out on his mission, what did he do before he endured the cross? He went to the wilderness. I don't know... I don't like to go into the dark. Like, so I, I, I don't, I can only imagine that Jesus just wasn't like, 
going out there to hang out with the devil in the wilderness. No. Nobody's like that. It had to be done, though. He had to be prepared to, for the journey that he had to, that he had to go through. All right, so <clears throat> preparing is such a big deal. I want everybody to understand that. And then the last thing, Jesus said, no one knows the time or the hour. He said, just be ready. Okay? Eternity is not something you can do. You just have to be ready for it. How do you be ready for it? You prepare for it. You prepare for it by giving, by giving, by letting Jesus take over you. Alright? Stop being the driver, get in the passenger seat, open the, open the driver door, let Jesus in, and let's rock and roll. Okay? That's how we get prepared. Okay? I know I got a little unorthodox way of saying things, but that's how we're going to do it, man. You got to get out of the driver's seat. How many? How many people are control freaks? Come on, raise them up. How many people? How many people when you're in the passenger seat, you get a little queasy because somebody's driving? No, nobody. Just my wife. All right. All right. My wife does that. Hey, look. Get comfortable in the passenger seat. Get comfortable where where Jesus is driving you. Okay, because that's how we get prepared. When we, as long when we let Jesus take the wheel, it's not just a song. Let Him have it. Trust that the vehicle is good. You think your vehicle might look like a Prius going through a, a, a wild, you know, a, a forest fire? If Jesus is in it, it's good. I promise. I don't care what kind of forest fire it is. I don't care what kind of vehicle it looks like. Stop worrying about what things look like and know that Jesus, if He has the will and you're in the passenger seat and He's driving you, you're going to a good place. Alright, so let's stand up. Let's hit those lights out a little bit. Because we're going to pray. We're going to get unleashed. That's what we came here for tonight, right? Alright, man, y'all got to wake up and get pumped, man. That was that was some good stuff. David just let us know we can defeat some giants. So So we're gonna we're gonna say this. We're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna pray together real quick and y'all just can repeat after me. And I don't know I don't I didn't this isn't wrote down. Alright? We're just going with it. So God I want you to to you I want you to use my experience to teach me how to fight the battles coming at me. God, I want you to use to change my language to match where you want me to go. God, I want you to change my action. To, to an action that is that is going towards you. And God, I want you to, to change my faith into a faith so big that I can do anything that you call me to do. That last one was big. We as Christians, we we sometimes we're kind of we're kind of stuck on that last one, you know, where we will do whatever it takes, right, God? But then He says, "Do this," and you're like, "I don't know." So let's say that last one one more time. God, I want you to give me the faith to do anything that you call me to do. 
That's so good. That's so good. God, we thank you so much for just allowing us to, to be in your presence throughout the day. We thank you for the, for the breath that you've given us today. We thank you for the gifts you've given us today. We thank you for the promises you've made. God, we just humbly come to you right now and praise you. God, we are not worthy to, to, for any of this. Somebody told me one time if we got what we deserve, we would go to hell. And you said, no. <laughs> and I thank you so much for saying no, God. If there, was in, if there was ever a more deserving circumstance for you to say yes, I know it was me, but you still said no. You said, I still want him. And I thank you so much for, for that, God. And I thank you so much for the people that are in this room because you said no to, for them too. You said no, you weren't, gonna, you weren't done with them. And so you're standing right here with us, God. You're holding us, God. And you're pulling us through and you're teaching us, God. You're changing everything, God. And we thank you so much for that, God. I love you so much. I lift you up. And God, we're going we're gonna to start getting unleashed for you, God. We're going to start break, breaking chains. And we're going to start going out into the community. And we're going to start doing your will, God. And we just love you. We lift up your name, God. And we say all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.